This is an exciting <laughs> hockey team. John Hoven <laughs> joining us now on the program. They're playing exciting hockey, John, right? Yes, I think. Everything's coming up roses at this point, boys. <laughs> so, man, what, what about the narrative from Montreal that they were a boring team? Yeah, that's where I was getting at. Look, the L.A. Kings, the last time I checked, they were the top offensive team in the National Hockey League as well as the stingiest defensive team in the National Hockey League. Uh, the only th- uh, fan base I think that should be complaining that that's boring are the teams that are losing. Uh, it's the performance they're putting up on the ice. It's not the performance the Kings are putting up on the ice. They should be going to Broadway tomorrow. This team is exciting. It's one of the most exciting uh-huh. L.A. Kings teams to watch in over a decade, if not longer. They score a lot of goals. Uh, they have a lot of uh, offensive punch. They play the game 200 feet. Um, and, you know, you almost get two different teams depending upon who's in net as well. We'll probably get into that. Uh, but, no, this team is not yeah. boring. Sorry, Habs fans. Uh, enjoy your poutine and let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's talk goaltending. So, Cam Talbot, first off the ice this morning. Looks like he's going to get a call against the Isles. Um, you tweeted out, well, that's interesting. Explain. Well, absolutely. You know, uh, we talk a lot about being the four horsemen and uh, Ric Flair and those sorts of things. But this morning, uh, I think the appropriate gift would have been the rock raising his eyebrow. Very interesting move by Coach Todd McClellan to go with uh, Cam Talbot today against the Islanders. Uh, No disrespect meant to the Islanders, just when you look at your opponents on paper, and things were lining up uh, heading into the road trip, it looked like that tonight's game against the Islanders yep. would have been the game for Copley and that you would start Cam Talbot against the Rangers, especially now that we already know that it looks like that uh, the Rangers are going to go with Jonathan Quick as well. Uh, you know, that is a bigger game. Any game, regardless of record, any game in Madison Square Garden tends sure. to be a big game, and Kings Rangers have a pretty interesting history, you know, going, uh, going back here over the last 10-plus years or so. So, um, very interesting move. Now, you can't say for sure that he's going to go with Copley tomorrow, although it would be interesting and another head-scratcher if he went with Talbot in back-to-back games. He certainly could mm-hmm. do that because Talbot has been rested over here over the last little spell, and the Kings only play really twice over the next seven days. They play again on Wednesday yep. and then again the following Saturday. So there would be rest for him. Could he actually go to Talbot in back-to-back games? I don't know, and if he does, I can't wait to hear Todd's explanation of why he felt the need to do that as well. You know, we had you on a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about Byfield, but um, and you know, as p- people that don't know, and Shimon, if you don't, John and I do Kings of the Podcast, and the one central theme over, I guess, the four seasons we've done it is John's one word that he uses to me is patience. So when mm. you see Byfield score that goal in Montreal, is that what patience is all about? No, oh, th- that move, it-, it should just be on YouTube, and it should be the highlight should just say patience. That's it. And you should have Guns N' Roses' <laughs> patience playing in the background. I was uh, just what thinking an that. Unbelievable- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that clip going. Let's go. What an yeah, unbelievable, go, uh, what an un- absolutely unbelievable goal. It's a power move from a kid, and I keep using that word because that's what Quentin Byfield is. He is literally growing up before our eyes. This is a kid growing into his body, He's, he's becoming more physically mature. He's also becoming more mentally mature. And that's what you get 
sitting alongside Andrzej Kopitar night in and night out over the last couple of years. That was the plan. That was the purpose. That was the reason. And we're seeing it. You're, you're talking about the ultimate professional in Andrzej Kopitar. And he's put his stamp of approval on this player. He likes playing with QB. He talks him up any opportunity that he gets. But Byfield's put in the work, too. Let's give him the credit. The kid has put in the work in the offseason. He's doing all the right things. He's had a couple of injuries. He's had to come back from, you know, being ill. He had the ankle issue. He's had a lot of things that have sort of held him back, and it's never deterred him. He's just put his head down. He's put the work in, and it's really great to see him being rewarded. And it's one of the things that makes this Kings team so damn scary right now is the depth, not only at forward but also on defense. This team is really, really deep. You know it as well, John. Uh, and again, you, you're seeing uh, every single one of these one of these games. So they've won 11 on the road. And uh, I said this. I was on on uh, Wednesday on the point on the on the channel, and I was talking about how they beat Columbus. They were down by three. To many, it was the worst you know two periods that they played um, for the entire season. But they came back, and it doesn't matter to me. My point was it didn't matter if it was Columbus. Uh, against one of the worst teams in the NHL, it doesn't matter. The fact is, they didn't get their heads down. They came out in the third, and they were a different team. That, to me, says so much about this club right now. Yeah, it, it, that game was the exclamation point to the way they've been playing so far this season because I actually would agree with you. I think that those first 40 minutes were, I mean, they stunk the joint up. It was terrible. And when you look at history as well, uh, and, and you look at the fact that they hadn't come back from three goals, being down three goals heading into the third period, you know, uh, in 15-plus years, and that game was at home against Dallas, you know, generations ago at this point. When you look at the, the, the roster differences, it's a completely different team. But yet they manned up and they did it. And so uh, it, it, was, it was a testament to how much they believe in themselves and, and, and how scary good they can be. That when this team decides to turn it on, they can turn it on. And that's actually what I was mentioning earlier, referencing earlier, when I was saying there are two different teams. Because when it's Cam Talbot in net, they tend to play a little bit more of what I would call 2012 hockey, 2012 L.A. Kings. They shut teams down. They don't give up a lot. Cam Talbot, I think, has only given up uh, more than two goals one time in his last 11 or 12 games. So they really mm-hmm. shut teams down. When Copley's in net, they tend to play a little bit more run and gun. Jerry Glanville, old school Atlanta Falcons uh, hockey, where you know <laughs> it's a 5-4 game, and they're still pulling out the wins. So it tends to be, I guess, if you want to call it entertaining, Habs fans, it's a little more entertaining. Um, however, this team can crank up the offense when they need to, and it was on full display in Columbus the other night in the third period. John, I want to ask you about like the bottom six here, and the and Alex Lafreniere is played. He's a solid player, right? He's playing 13 minutes. At some point, he's going to have to produce, right? And if um, Arvidsson doesn't come back from uh, his back surgery, um, could you see? And Fajmo, my point is, Sammy Fajmo is is burning up the AHL. One of one of our followers on social media said, like, could he, could this open the door for him at some point in the season to come up and and be a player on this team? Well, it's funny that you bring it up because last night in the Ontario Rain game, there were two key things that happened that drive this conversation. Alex Turcott was the next guy up. He was the guy who was knocking at the right. door and was most likely going to get a call up after Christmas, and he, and he was going to get a call up on the wing, even though he's been playing more at center. Um, but unfortunately, Turcott took another hit to the head last night, and he looks like he's going to be out. A really dirty play. Mm-hmm. By the way, I've talked about how dirty the Oilers are, and if your AHL team is supposed to emulate your NHL team, the Bakersfield Condors are doing 
doing an outstanding job at that. A very dirty game. Go and watch the hit. An unnecessary elbow to the head. Not only did they knock Turcotte out of the game, but there was another hit later in the game where they elbowed to kill Thomas. But I digress. Back to Sammy Fagamo, the other thing that happened in that game, his 11th goal in 11 games since rejoining the organization. The team never wanted to put him on waivers. They had to in a roster crunch. Nashville picked him up. He's back in the organization now. 11 goals in 11 games. He's a right shot, something the Kings don't have a lot of. So, yes, I'm a big believer in LaFerriere. I talked a lot about him last year when he was still at Harvard. This is a solid player, but sending him down – uh, or sitting him or sending him, either one, um, would, n- would not do him any harm at this point. He's coming off being mm-hmm. a college player. They play fewer games. And Sammy has certainly shown that he wants to get into the lineup. So, yes, it could open the door. Arvey's not expected back. Arvidsson probably until March. So if you kind of pencil things out, at some point, then, yeah, you're probably going to see Fagamo get a call-up. But right now, given this team's record, and they're playing 750 hockey, you don't need to mess with it. Sure. No. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, who is the uh, who's the MVP of this team, or who? who Trevor Moore. Is, is it say the entire it, team? Trevor Moore. No, Trevor Moore. You're not going to you're not going to hear me say Trevor Moore. I'm going to say the MVP is Dave Panyota. We're ten minutes into the interview. <laughs> Where is Panyota? Why isn't he? He's probably sleeping in somewhere. He's, but no, you know, look, strep throat. Uh, no, he's he's got strep throat. We're giving playing him some, oh, playing yeah, hurt, strep man. throat. Okay, all right. Well, sorry to hear that. I hope he feels better. It's probably from him being at the Habs <laughs> game. Yelling at the Kings. That's probably what it is. Um, the MVP, <laughs> look, I think it's a great debate. And I'm going to tell you, the podcast is better when Dennis and I disagree. We, yeah, we find yeah. ourselves agreeing far too often recently. And it's Way much better much. when we're arguing. Uh, he says it's Trevor Moore. It's hard to argue with him. Trevor Moore has been on a tear. But I am going to argue with him. And I'm going to say it's Cam Talbot. Here's a guy who signed a one-year, $1 million show-me contract. He has come in, and he's lighting up the league. You look at his numbers, his save percentage, goals against average. You know, I mentioned earlier, only given up more than two goals one time in the last 11 games. The guy has been the MVP of the team because the Kings don't have any other options, okay? You have right. Copley, right. who was a career minor leaguer, and, yeah, he, he, he put the team on his back last year, but can you expect him to do that again? You have David Riddich, which is the only option down in the American Hockey League right now because their other option is a rookie and Eric Portillo. He'll be great, but that's years from now. So they don't have a lot of depth, and they have absolutely no money to be able to go out and make a trade. So there right. was a lot of pressure on Kings management and Cam Talbot for this thing to work out right. And, you know, I said at the top of the interview, everything's coming up roses. Uh, there's going to be a lot of roses passed around to Cam Talbot if he continues this play over the second half of the season. One more for me, Mayor. Uh, it's what do they need to do, or what does this player need to do to uh, unlock a better performance? I'm talking about the guy, the big acquisition, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah, I, I kind of figured that's where you were headed with the way you started the question there. What they need to do, I mean, I hate to say it, but I'm going to come back to the word I used with Byfield. Two different situations, but I'm going to use the word patience. First of all, you're on the hook long term. The guy's not going anywhere. So there's no reason to rush anything. Look at the record of this team. Like I said earlier, they're playing 750 hockey. If you're a fantasy hockey player... You're, you're wringing your hands and you're sweating bullets because Dubois is not producing if you have him on your team. If you're Coach Todd McClellan, you're sitting there saying, hey, my team's playing 750 hockey. We're, that line is getting production in the sense that it's not costing us goals. They're doing what they need to do. Dubois is becoming more familiar with the system, more familiar with his teammates. But you and I have talked about this on the podcast too, Dennis, so we'll share it with the, you know, the national listeners. I think the thing that's missing is a real sniper on that line. And they tried mm-hmm. to move up 
Grundstrom and reward him. He was producing on the fourth line. They put him on the third line. But Dubois playing with Grundstrom and, and, uh, and Laffey as his two wingers, that's not really long-term where they'd like to go. So right now the thing is Kaliev is the sniper, but you have him playing on the fourth line. And the right. riddle in all of this is that he's producing on the fourth line better than yep. he was on the third line. But at some point you have to put Artie back up on the third line and or call up Fagamo and or wait until March to get Arvidsson back. So patience yeah. is basically what I'm saying. As long as they're playing at the clip that they're playing, man, we're really nitpicking at the margins if we're worried about Dubois' production. Sure. He'll be there. It's about wins, and it's about wins in the playoffs. It's not about individual stats. It's a sign of a team that's playing well when you're trying to find things that they're not doing very well and trying to pick out players, to your point about nitpicking. So they'll see if they can make it 12 in a row on the road to begin uh, the season uh, tonight on the island against the New York Islanders. John, thanks for this, and uh, appreciate your patience in coming on today. It's all good, Pates. (laughs) Hey, enjoy the team's MVP, Cam Talbot, in net later tonight.